I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Fox the cat will listen as well. He, they're going to the pet cemetery, digging him up, uh, resurrecting him so he can become the premium feline pedophile in Washington. Speaking of premium feline pedophile, what's happening? Why has all the attention gone from Ghislaine Maxwell? Yeah. Why all of a sudden is no one talking about that? That's why Putin started the war in Ukraine. Yeah, I think so. To stop her from talking. I think that's Dude, who the case. Who gives a shit? I'm all about Amber Heard. Oh, you're an Amber? Are you on team I'm Amber? A, you're an Amber alerter? I'm <laughs> <laughs> an Amber Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not team Ambler. I'm John Deb, dude. I'm I'm about I'm about to like Get myself a ship and call myself Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Super Pirates. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone, especially man, on the face of the planet that is like, Amber might have a point here. No. <laughs> I mean, also, looking at looking at Johnny in the court, I think his next role is definitely going to be Captain Stabbin. He's no more, <laughs> no more uh, Captain Jack Skeleton or whoever the fuck he was called. He's going to be... He's going to be cast in the Ron Jeremy biopic. Oh, that's a good <laughs> casting. Yeah, I think so. He'd, yeah. he'd crush that role. Slap a mustache Absolutely. on him. Yeah. Speaking of which, you ever watch the movie Blow? No. Travis, you seen no. that one? It's good. No. It's I good. S- and it's based on a real man who delivers, who who is like one of the biggest distributors of cocaine mm-hmm. in the country. I think during the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. That's a lot of cocaine. True story. Yeah, yeah. this guy was... He looks disgusting, this man. Like, mm-hmm. if you find... I think he just passed away this year. Forget his name, but Google him. You'll see this guy. And he looks like John Ron Jeremy got squished between a <laughs> rotating door. He's horrible looking. So I have to think, like, who casts Johnny Depp as this guy? Wow. Someone with intelligence, let's... <laughs> They know the man, yeah. they know the man yeah. can act. It's a great movie. Uh, Ethan Suppley is great in it. Love that guy. Uh, well, favorite John Depp role, Edward Penis Hands. Hands down. It's a good one. Classic. Uh, this is a cold open, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Hi there. Welcome to Roast Mortem. It's the history show that puts the anal in the anals of history. The show. My name is Tom. Yeah. I'm Travis. I'm Connor. Mike still hates us. It's true. Um, yeah, in a matter of three I, I episodes, kinda, he's gone from I, I want to be here to fuck you guys. Yeah. I, I kind of was hoping he'd show up for this one because he would be so fucking lost. Just drop him into part four, <laughs> skipping, yeah. skipping the middle parts. I, I know him. I know the only thing he would offer to this episode. We're so deep in China right now. He would just be making walk jokes. They'd, but yeah. they'd be funny. They would be funny. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I could They'd use a good funny. walk joke right now, yeah, actually. Right? Come on. <laughs> now that I said it, it tastes good. Yeah. You know? So, Travis, uh, walk us through where we left off. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, <laughs> you better w- walk the walk <laughs> off. 
lock it down a notch. He's he's done. You got to do House of Week, <laughs> right? Oh, right. It's not important. Come, no, it's I'm getting ahead of my walk. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, when I'm tired, it doesn't matter. Yeah. My week is garbage. How's that? Oh, come on, guys. How how was your egg rolling this week? <laughs> what did I eat? Did I eat anything good? No. Nothing? No, I, I mean, I always thing? eat good. Oh, all right. I was going to say. I eat good pretty often. I'm spoiled. Yeah. Um, ah. But it doesn't come for free. Um, Connor, ah. how was your week? All right. What are you doing <laughs> over there? I'm having a, a spasm. Yeah, I hear that. We can't see it, though. We're going to chalk that up to Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my week was good. Um, I ate well. Good. Uh, I ate particularly well on Saturday. Lizzie and I went out. Uh, didn't go out. We went to a friend's apartment. They cooked us dinner. Okay. What a delight. Delicious food. What kind of dinner? Chicken shawarma. Shawarma? Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Did you eat that shit with your hands? Oh, yeah. We had the tortillas, not the tortillas, the pitas. <laughs> no, that would have been really bad. They are tortillas. <laughs> they <weren't, laughs> that would have been like, move. They Should've keep got... saying they are. They are. They are. They're just fat. Wait, <laughs> wait, wontons, right? Yeah, exactly. It was wontons. Right. We used those, stuffed them full of the chicken shawarma. And, uh, no, it was great. It's good. It's nice. Nice Sounds... tasty. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Travis, I know you've been eating. What have you been eating? Uh, shit, I've been eating garbage. That is usual. But because I have been busy, I moved. I moved this week. I'm on the top floor of my apartment. Okay. You can look over all of Portland now. Uh, Everything the light touches is garbage. <laughs> and the light gets everywhere. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. But I actually I actually have light now. My past apartment was kind of like the tree that grows in Brooklyn because I was just like butt up against like one side of the building, like butt up against the other. Like, if I was Italian and lived on maybe the fourth floor, I probably would have strung my laundry out across the building. Uh, but I was on the second floor, so there was an even less light. Now I'm on mm. the fifth floor and I get all the light I want. It's great. L- let me ask you. So you're overlooking all of Portland right now. Do they have trees anymore or did they all get knocked down by George Soros bricks and used as toilet paper? <laughs> you got it, Tom. You got it. It's between the fa- the the Soros fires. It's a uh, shame. Soros was having No, Soros was having a gender reveal for his new world order and he just started a fire. <laughs> My oh. child's gender is flame. <laughs> yeah. Gather round. <laughs> the burning hot flame that will <laughs> cleanse the earth. I'm going to buy all the houses. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what color giant... I'm painting your new apartment. Downtown Portland is actually a giant hole that leads to the center of the earth where all the global bankers hang out. So, Oh, well. I, it's funny because I've been there a lot and I haven't called you when I'm in the area. I know, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> it's the meetup. Come on, what am I going to miss? One... A, a meet? Yeah. I'm imagining this like a Volkswagen meet, like you guys are all rolling up with your pies. Oh, I drove yeah. through a, a, a Jeep meetup in Astoria. The a other Jeep meetup? Yeah. In a sto- it was Ooh. it was kind of scary. I was a little nervous. There was a lady dancing in the middle of the street while her friends in, uh, filmed her Instagramming, and I was like, this is, makes me really uncomfortable. They were parked uh, as strangely as they possibly could all along the sidewalk. Of course. Well, you're, you got to show off what well, your yeah. suspension can do. How's your car going to sit when you're... When yeah, when you have to like park on a yeah. boulder. That's how I park. Right. Yeah, yeah, very odd. Sorry, I just just remembered that when you said meet up. I was like, ooh, it scared me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I blocked it out. 
car shows are just uh they're all dumb yeah they really are yeah um but let's go talk about the great chinese car show which is the rest of this episode <laughs> yes Travis. tonight we're Tonight, we're talking about General Sao. I'm switching it up. Yeah. No, uh, we are going to finish up our Shanghai Shek saga. Because, dog, I mean, we've done three episodes so far. But tonight, we're going to be doing a whole other country. Maybe. Depending on what, you know, what side you kind of pick here. Yeah, you just lost a bunch of social credits. Yeah, I know. Our our one Beijing listener that downloads it for the entire country has tuned out already. Uh, you just got that guy killed. Yeah. <laughs> he just heard that there might be this other China, and now now the government has to put him down. Yeah. You know who really loves our show? Uh, Muslims in China. And uh, they haven't been able to download it recently, so we should fix that. As yeah. a community, figure that out. I won't get into the nitty-gritty. Well, well, next week we're going to be starting our ten-part episode on Mao Zedong. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that'll get us um, right but, back in their good graces. Yeah, but seriously, we should actually do Mao Zedong because um, actually I learned some other information from I guess part two of our show when we talked about the Long March, right? Mm-hmm. When they like, all the communists uh, moved. Apparently, Mao was carried most of the way because his feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a year of him being carried around in the middle of the desert. Remember, guys, we're all in this together. Yeah. If there's yeah. one guy to preach that message, like his life depended yeah. on it, it's the guy who has the wrong shoes on. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> all right. But tonight we are going to be talking about Mao a bunch because it's going to be the ultimate Chinese Civil War showdown between Mao Zedong and Chiang Kai shek. Spoilers, Shang Kai-shek loses. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we're, as we last left off, extra soft President Truman, uh, even though he had working legs, he was more flaccid than FDR. He yeeted the fuck all over J- Japan. He dropped those two nukes on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. That's where he stopped. Right. Um, and uh, Russia, knowing that the end of the Pacific Theater was coming to a close, decided to like sneak in there right at the end of the war by invading Japanese-occupied Manchuria. Or, as it was known by its cute little kawaii Japanese name, Manchuko. Yatta! It's a very cute name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that an anime? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they have a Manchuko anime. And there's probably... Like beast men or people that change with like the different types of moons or the internet or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Now, if there's one thing that I want you to take away from these this entire saga, I mean, there's a lot of things, but the main thing is that the the, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, were just like the ultimate lackeys to the USSR. It was something that was surprised me because I always thought that this was more of like a Chinese, you know, hearing these ideas and kind of building their own revolution. But when it boiled down to it, Mao was like a, a butt boy to Stalin. And when the Soviet Union said jump, Mao transformed into Yao Ming and leapfrogged over Shaq. He just, <laughs> would, you know, whatever he needed to do. Wow. That's very appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For a guy getting carried everywhere. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? 
Very, very portly man, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Mao, he, Mao. I feel like if you if you needed to party with either Chiang Kai Shek or Mao Zedong, I would choose Mao Zedong any day. Really, you think so? Yeah, I mean, Chiang Kai Shek was like a like just kind of a stoic dick military man. Mao could get down. Could he? I, he has the body yeah. of like a paper towel roll, um, and uh, that what? makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, you must be using some big paper towel rolls. Are you using the brawny or bounty? I don't well, I'm talking about if you were to make... Oh, oh I meant a toilet paper roll. Not a thin oh. man. I'm talking about a stout. Oh, like, stout. Yeah, if you were to shrink oh, him down, he a would barrel. fit Yeah, the barrel size. Yeah. Pardon my okay. uh, my poor picture <laughs> painting, but I'm just thinking stout, uh, nearly trustworthy kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> So the so- the Soviets come storming into Manchuria with the People's Liberation Army. Remember, they had that rebranding, uh, and they had to send the People's Liber- Liberation Army had essentially been just sitting out the entire war, just building their troops, uh, basically just using it as a time to just build their army. While Shang and uh, the the Americans and all that fought the Japanese. <clears throat> now the U.S. and Chang knew exactly what was coming. They. You know, uh, although China was now free of the Japanese, the war was just beginning, right? This is like a Marvel movie, dude. You think it's over? Then bam, there's like multiverses and shit. And like Tobey yeah. Maguire's back. And like, who the fuck knows what's going to happen next? And this mm-hmm. sequel is going to have more CGI and a bigger battle scene. You know, yeah. I'm hooked. I'm r- Sign me up. And two, two post-credit scenes. Can I buy... <laughs> Pre-sale tickets to this war that happened uh, already? Maybe. <laughs> they might have sold out. Yeah. All right. Everyone's invited. This is a collective yeah. event. You know, you know what you got to like do? Free Shakespeare in the park, right? This is where they get you. They hit you on the snacks, though. You go in, you're sitting on a park watching Shakespeare. You want some goobas? It's going to cost you $7 for two <laughs> ounces of goobas. Uh so Mao led his People's Liberation Army down from Manchuria after the war had ended officially. And uh, and he kind of built up his troops around Peking, ready to invade. The same exact thing the Japanese did. He just basically looked at the Japanese, okay, uh, let's do the same thing. Um, now, the U.S. seeing this coming was like, hey, Chang, Mao, you guys need to like meet and like kind of, we don't want there to be a big old war again. We just got done with this shit. Uh, and remember, they had been infusing money almost into both parties. They were helping the communists out with relief, but at the same time, like, giving Shang all this money. So, like, they don't want everyone to, like, get kicked out and fuck up the country because that's an investment. Mm-hmm. So Mao and Shang spend six weeks together, um, and the two generally actually got along. Uh, they, you know, chatted. I don't know, pay, played Mejong. What is that? What, what do you Baccarat? What, what? Did they listen to music together? Did they were they music people? Did they talk yeah. about sport? Uh what what is a Chinese sport? <laughs> I think that's a trick question. Yeah. That's gonna get us in the tank. <laughs> the board game that they might have played would be Go. That I know. But yeah. Go, right. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Where did that go? Well, uh, yeah, Wait, I mean when did Fuck, when is when did we talk about Go on the show? When we talk uh, about Nintendo. Right. Yeah, because that's yeah. like an ancient, ancient game. Right. Okay, you weren't even here that episode. That's why no. you looked at me like I'm an insane I'm like, person. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm a Nintendo man. 
Yeah. So they got along, and while Mao was all smiles and laughs, you know, taking pictures with Shango Shack, hanging out, touching each other's buttholes, uh, his second in command was building up this army near Peking, and was pretty much like the second Mao comes back, we're invading. <laughs> Which happens in 1946. Uh, the PLA. Once yeah. he gets back from his play date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so in 1946, the PLA surges south. They take Peking. They take Shanghai. It's pretty much just a repeat of the Second Sino Japanese War. Shang loses his capital in Nanking. This time, instead of going to Wuhan, he goes to Canton. And then he goes. Then he gets invaded again, and he pushes the capital to Jiangqing, uh, where he was before. Um, and now, as this is happening, the bloated, corrupt Kuomintang uh, is fracturing. So one of Shang's generals essentially just leaves his army on the battlefield and flies to New York, gets in t- touch with President Truman, is like, dude, Shang is a crazed dictator. You got to stop supporting him. Truman's like, I- I've never had a boner before. I agree with everything you're saying. I'll put my... No, no nukes. I didn't say nuke, Mr. Truman. (laughs) I didn't say anything about that. Just stop talking to him so much. Yeah. But I could hit this nuke. I can nuke them all. I have really thick glasses, which means I can see any button. Any button. If you need me to hit a nuke, just I'll hit it, that button. I'll hit it the first try. (laughs) So Truman's now like... Uh, maybe we shouldn't be back in the Shanghai Shek guy. Also, Shang has a rogue secret police chief, which, you know, that's if you're going to have anyone in your, uh, you know, shitty government go rogue, you don't want the secret police chief to go rogue. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this guy had been spying on American officers uh, for Shanghai Shek for like the course of the war. And it kind of like came out that he was doing that. So Shang staged a plane crash and killed him. There's other accounts that said the. Uh, the I, I, lo- I don't know why it. my my reaction is just to laugh at that <laughs> like every yeah. time. I also started to laugh because when you said staged a plane crash, my initial thought went to the beginning of the Batman movie where Bane uh, like parachutes onto a plane. I was just picturing Shang doing that, <laughs> jumping on, jumping onto a plane, ripping the guy out, putting a fake body in. I don't know why that's where my mind. <laughs> That is much funnier than what I was thinking. I was thinking of a man just dying with his friends and family. And that was funny enough. Um, and to the side of a, a mountain, a snowy mountain. Yet he's so, going to get you. So Shang Kai-shek and the Kuomintang, let's put a, let's, they're on the ropes. But let's pause for a sec. Let's talk about a little island. A little island named Formosa. Hmm. So, if for the for those of you who are longtime roast mortem listeners, Formosa might ring a bell, uh, and I'll kind of touch up on this. Back in the 18th century, there was a French man named George Salamander. Uh, this was a guy who claimed to be an Asian, even though he was French, um, and that he came from an undiscovered island in the Pacific called Formosa. This dude created his own like Star Wars, you know, outfit that he wore. He ate uncooked meat and said that it was his custom. And he came up with this whole culture and even a fake, fake language for Famosa. So, yeah, we have this LARPer Asian man. <laughs> this guy's great. 
<laughs> yeah. I, yeah, so I was not there. This was before my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, Travis, you had said to read up on this guy. Um, my favorite part, and I was telling Tom this before, is that he's a Frenchman, and he decided his first con was going to be, I'm going to pretend to be Irish, and it fell through right. because there were too many Irish people around. <laughs> <laughs> right. That yeah. This yeah. He was he was one of these big con ones. His his claim to fame was Formosa, and he got everyone in Europe to believe that Formosa was a place. Oh yeah, I've been there. Like I've, I I can't remember all the claims, but there was like you know the everyone's po- po- polyamorous, and you know they they headhunt, eat people's heads like fucking. Praying mantises. Like, I don't know. He was just coming up with random shit. Yeah. This guy was setting his own <laughs> rules, okay? Yeah. He was taking control. He was bringing a certain smell onto the subway cars. <laughs> and out of pride and uh, imagination. Yeah. I liked him. I liked that guy. He's yeah, cool. Right. He seemed like a cool dude. So a few decades later, uh, the Europeans were floating around in the South Pacific, and they discover an island... That they call Formosa. And, like, just, I don't know, this guy came from here. They quickly found out that George was just completely full of shit. I mean, there were natives there, but, you know, they didn't eat uncooked meat. They probably fished and... They didn't dress like the, the way he look, dressed. Looked like the rock, you know, but a little yeah. bit more Asian. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a, a, a tiny French man. He looked like a French Twitch streamer. He didn't look yeah. like a, the rock. Yeah. So, this Formosa... Island is what we now know as Taiwan. But the term Formosa stuck around until the 1970s, 1980s. They were calling <laughs> Taiwan Formosa. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. I love Completely George. made up. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only good thing the French have done. <laughs> this guy? This guy. <laughs> this guy. This clown. Uh, so just to, just to kind of... Uh, you know, put it out there. Shang was even calling this place Formosa. It wasn't even like the Chinese. They had lived next to this. It wasn't that far from mainland China. But they just called it Formosa. Everyone called it Formosa. But just for the sake of clarity and kind of where we are today, well, let's call it Taiwan. <laughs> All right? <laughs> if you insist. Um, I mean. What about Chinese Taipei? That was what the uh, Little League World Series team was always called. <laughs> yeah. From Taiwan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that well, that's that's kind of a little bit after our time, and we'll get into that all right, towards all the right. end of our episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Taiwan was actually occupied by the Japanese prior to World War II, um, and much like other Pacific Island, I mentioned like the Rock, it was inhabited by native tribes. These were like fishing communities. Uh, they, they lived in the mountains. They did some agriculture, but. Very kind of tribal, although they weren't as removed as, say, like, pointy sticks, like, you know, throwing rocks at planes. Because um, the uh, Qing Dynasty had actually come through the island and colonized it. But the Japanese had turned the island into, uh, like, their workstation. You, you know, they set up factories. They hired the locals, taught them how to manufacture, and became, like, this manufacturing plant for weapons during the war. Hmm. Smart. So... Yeah. yeah, in nineteen offshore, in, yeah, offshore. In nineteen forty-five, the island was returned back to the Chinese. So right before her Mao came in and invaded, uh, Shang's like, "Congratulations!" Or I guess the Americans were like, "You want this island?" And Shang's like, "Hell yeah, I'll take it back." So as I said, in nineteen forty-five, the island was returned back to Shang. Um, Shang was like, "Hell!" Yeah, by the Americans are like, "You want this?" And Shang was like, "Hell yeah!" 
Um, so he sends over a KMT governor, a guy named Chen Yi, and a bunch of soldiers to secure the island. Um, now, you know, uh, it's Chang. Things are going to get dirty, sloppy, <laughs> real quick. Of course. He's our sloppy boy. He's going to be running away. We know how he's so, going to be running around the island like a Benny Hell bit. Crying, trying to kiss people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the native Taiwanese, the na- native Taiwanese, they have been occupied by the Japanese for 50 years. And the thing was, they kind of like the Japanese. Like I said, like even Chang liked the Japanese. They're like, these guys know how to work. They know how to like be clean and like modern. And everyone you know. likes the Japanese mm-hmm. except yeah. whales. <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> That's on them. That's their beef. They haven't gotten to know the culture. No. They're, whales are ignorant. <laughs> yeah, very ignorant people, for, especially since they're whales. So the Japanese had modernized their country. Japanese was, like, widely spoken by Taiwanese at this point. Remember, it's 50 years. It's, like, their language of business. Um, the Japanese had set up th- uh, thriving industries like tobacco, tea, sugar, paper, chemicals, petroleum refining, and mining. So, like, all of these, like, really big crop, cash crops and manufacturing jobs were on this island. Now, Chen Yi shows up with the KMT, and they're like, all those industries, that's now, uh, this is nationalism, dog. They're all owned by us. It's like, we're going to just put in our boys, our big wigs, take over those. The Japanese, they don't, they can't own any businesses. We just beat them. (laughs) Well, someone beat them. But uh, that's yeah. not important. Yeah. We they, just happen to yeah, be on we, the same side. Yeah. <laughs> They've been um, So things boiled over in 1947 during the February 28th incident. All of these events, like I didn't go into all of them because we'd be here forever. But it's funny how anytime there's like a, a problem, like a protest or anything going bad in Taiwan, it's always called the something incident. Right. Well, I think they got tired of using the term uh, the rape in China. <laughs> and they're like, well, let's not use the rape anymore. What's a what's a gentler term? Yeah. Just incident. Yeah. My so God. Ju- just to show you how the KMT wasn't even trying to hide the fact that they were just like controlling the economy. Uh, a group of people called the Tobacco Monopoly Bureau. <laughs> Um, they had a enforcement team, you know, so if you could have your big business, you know, imagine Amazon just having like their cronies come, come beat you up. <laughs> it's so coming. Enfor- yeah. Their enforcement team was in Taipei um, and they went to um, this 40 year old widow who was selling contraband cigarettes, just like uh, selling cigarettes out of her shop. And they were selling Lucy's. She's she pulled a, an old e gardener. She might have been selling butts. Like. <laughs> I, I immediately jumped to Eric Gardner, but what's really fucked is that the NYPD applies more force than the Kumingtang that ran death yeah. camps. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. What did they do to her? So, oh, yeah. Tell, right. tell us so, what we got to know. Right. So she's like, why are you taking my cigarettes? Uh, I bought these. And one of them pistol whips her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cracked right. her on the skull. Um, now, unlike Eric Gardner, where all the New Yorkers just watched and were like, look, they're hugging. A crowd of people uh, started chasing the KMT agents. Um, they're like, why are you fucking with this like woman who's just selling us cigs? You know, 
And as the KMT agents were running away, they started firing into the crowd. <laughs> like, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> All right. So the NYPD kills one guy because they're retarded. And these people are, they, they start firing into a crowd when the crowd responds. And you're calling the NYPD more evil? They're not more evil. They're just fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were using the, the Rittenhouse playbook. When you're being chased by people, just fire blindly behind you. Oh my god, that's a lot of pedophiles. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so anyway, they kill a few people. Protests erupt in Taipei. Chen Yi, um, the governor, sends troops out and start firing on the crowd. Three people are killed. Not that many. A lot of people more were injured. But There's no Boston Massacre. Yeah. Of no. seven people. Yeah. Yeah. 100% less. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the Taiwanese start forming militias, uh, and these people were mainly culturally Taiwanese natives, like these tribes I talked about, mm -hmm. um, and they demanded their rights. So Chen Yi declares martial law, deploys troops to arrest and execute nearly 4,000 Taiwanese people. A large, a large proportion of them were just high schoolers, you know, angsty high schoolers, like, fuck the KMT. <laughs> well, they're not wrong. Yeah. They're not wrong. It's like, find now, the Che Guevara shirt, kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Couldn't wait. Now, Couldn't yeah. even let him vote first. Yeah. yeah. Now, this martial law that Chen Yi declares would remain in effect for 38 years. So from nineteen forty from nineteen forty seven to nineteen eighty five, Taiwan was under martial law. <laughs> They're like, all right, Reagan's been here for a few years. We can finally call it off. We're settled in. What? Holy shit! Uh, and well, is the this, funny is that a world record? <laughs> I, I don't know, but the funny thing is, is like things would happen in Taiwan. I didn't really go into this. Um, in detail, but there was an incident where uh, an American GI killed a Chinese guy who was peeping on his wife. Right? There's that word again, incident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's peeping on his wife. It turns out this guy was probably a spy trying to get whatever. Uh, he kills this guy. The Taiwanese people demand justice. So there's like this riot and the U.S. embassy is sacked. Like they kick everyone out of the embassy. So, uh, at wow. the time, Chiang Kai-shek was like, we need to declare martial law. Oh, wait, we already have martial law. So, it's like double martial law time. Uh, it's still going. <laughs> we yeah. mean it. We got to go even harder. I mean business this time. You, Everyone go inside. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. 38 years? Yep. My gosh, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> what is? Was it like someone just forgot to like lift it? Like, <laughs> do, do they not eat vitamins? Like, what, are they well, all? I'm just imagining someone in like the clerk's office in 1985 being like, "Hey, uh, no one ever actually stopped the martial law thing. Oh, well, we gotta fix that." It's like two guys <laughs> who are really into it still. Yeah. Two two like 75 year old dudes are like, "Keep hey, okay, yeah. it going." Well, right, like shit. what? One of those, like, rule, like, there's a law in New York that they never got rid of where you can get arrested for having an ice cream cone in your back pocket on a Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we need more of those. I think we should yeah. spice things up. I think we should get rid of all the unwritten ones where it's just like, ah, if you're black on Tuesday, you know, or Wednesday, <laughs> or Thursday, we'll throw you in. Just get rid of those ones. Get rid of make those. some wacky yeah. ones. Keep the real fucking weird ones. Yeah, no shish kebabs. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. 
If you, if you do have, shish kebabs, you're done. Unless it's part you, of your culture and you call it something put, else. Can't put gyro meat on bowling balls. We will send you <laughs> life in prison. Yeah. You drive a yellow car in the right-hand lane. <laughs> he can't, instant speeding ticket. Can't wear two different color shoes and look at your grandmother. <laughs> so, Chiang Kai-shek is off to an amazing start in Taiwan. He's not even there yet. He just is a boy. His boy, uh, Shen Yi, is there, you know, just laying down the groundwork. It's the martial law of, uh, or the red carpet of martial law. Yeah. By the time he gets yeah. there, everyone's just getting mowed down. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, just to tie up this Shen Yi guy, it turns out that he wasn't really a big fan of Shen Kai-shek because uh, uh, eventually the CCP would offer him a chair position in part of mainland China. And uh, he was like, all right, I'm going to defect to China because I'm going to get so much communist bucks. And Chiang Kai-shek found out and arrested him in Taipei and then executed him. Oh. Do you think the communist Chinese were like, uh, look, we've heard about your work having indefinite martial law. We'd love to have you join the team. <laughs> yeah, come on over here. Yeah, Love it. I, real real uh, free thinking, brainstorming. Yeah, you know. We've been doing something similar here. We want to pick your brain. <laughs> Look, uh, Chang, please don't kill me. It's a misunderstanding. I thought they offered me a chair in Hollywood Square, China. <laughs> and I would be competing against John Cena. Yeah. Going back to China, Shanghai, uh, Chiang Kai-shek is running all around the country, getting chased around by the PLA, who's just steamrolling him again, pushing in his anus. All these commies are coming out. In the retreat that Chang has, at one point, he's moving around the KMT's gold reserves, he decides to split them up in two. He's like, all right, you guys go that way, you guys go the other way. He loses half of the gold reserves when the uh, ship is overloaded and sinks to the bottom <laughs> of the summer river. <laughs> they deserve that. They yeah. deserve that one. I'm just picturing an advisor trying to spin it, being like, well, now there's less gold in the world, so the gold we have is just as valuable. That guy's yeah. dead. That guy probably existed, and he's dead now. He got shot right the yeah. moment he said he's it. He's like, you're the worst Asian at math ever. <laughs> we just have less. So so Shang sees the inevitable, and he's like, I tried hard, uh, but we got to retreat. He does what he does best. I got to retreat even more. So he declares that all nationalists relocate to Taiwan where they could regroup and fight back the commies, right? So all of these nationalists are going to go to this small little island. Now, yeah, Shanghai... It's a good plan. So this yeah. would be like if the Confederates like retreated and were like, we're going to Staten Island and we're going <laughs> to hold out there and then reconquer from there. Yep. This is going to work. This yeah. is gonna, we're going to go somewhere where we have no resources. It's an island. Yeah. We're going to get raped. Oh, excuse me, incidented. <laughs> uh, so Shang holds out a little bit longer uh, than his other officials. He returns to Sikau, remember where he's from, with his son, you know, the Russian one, Chang Chin Q. <laughs> and, uh, he, you know, he pays respects to his mommy. And then that's the last time he's he's airlifted in 1949, December 10th, um, to Taipei. Um, declares that the new capital of the Republic of China. And that's the last time Chiang Kai-shek would ever step foot on the mainland China again. Wow. Rip. Yeah. Yeah. Mao's probably throwing a sick party that night. 
He's oh, probably yeah. doing all kinds of weird things. Carry DVDs. me everywhere. Carry me everywhere. <laughs> it's like a celebration thing. Yeah. It's, uh, the Jews do it at their bar mitzvahs. Yeah. So what we're going to do is I'm having a bar mitzvah. And I'm going to sit a man in this chair. I'm going to sit in this chair and you're going to carry me. Start killing birds. Yeah. We're going to make our way over to the park. And when I get hungry, we're going to walk over to Popeye's. And I mean by we, I mean you guys. And I'm going to be above you. Yes. Tom, are you telling me that a rickshaw is just a mobile bar mitzvah? Like it's the, it's a, it's a food cart of bar mitzvahs? Well, uh, this, this little tidbit of Asian innovation is brought to you by Russ Mortem. Bring that one to your parties. <laughs> All right, so uh, Shang takes a little break from being the boss for, like, a few months. Um, You know, he can't step away. This is his baby. This is his baby, and now he's got a whole new country to ruin. Yeah, and martial law is in effect. Yeah, martial (laughs) law. on vacation. It's like he's late to the fire sale. (laughs) Right, I mean, come on, give the guy a break. He needs to have a few months off. He lost an entire country again. This is like, I don't know. And a hell of gold. Yeah, wow. and, a, and a bunch of gold. So he resumes as president of the Republic of China, March 1st, 1950. And in true di- dictator fashion, he would be elected and re-elected until 1972. And he served six terms as president. And also, in true, yeah, in true dictator fashion, his tubby son, Shang Ching Kyu, would be, then be elected upon his death until nineteen he until he died in nineteen eighty eight. So just like uh, you know the uh, the 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 Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong yeah, the yeah. North Koreans. Yes, yeah. they've figured it out. Yeah, just have tubbier and tubbier sons as you go. <laughs> yeah, because they'll soak up all the nutrients in the next one. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just keep getting wiser in the belly region. <laughs> Well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. It's 1950 here. Let's jump back. Um, life in Taiwan or the Republic of China was pretty grim. Now, you made the analogy of taking all the Southerners and putting them in Staten Island. I kind of see this as wrangling up all of the entourage of, like, say, like Mark Zuckerberg or Mark, De- either extremely bi- rich billionaires or corrupt politicians like Mark DeSantis or whatever, or Lindsey Graham. And taking their entire entourage and then moving them onto a small island with no resources and a native population they can step all over. You're selling me. Uh, this is a great idea. How right? do we get that done? <laughs> this is like How the new Survivor. Yeah. I was thinking a little bit more like Gilligan's Island. And I'll, I need to back <laughs> up here. You, you brought Mark Zuckerberg having an entourage. No. <laughs> yeah, no. He his, doesn't have any friends. His, his entourage all, is the, in the metaverse. It's all of us. No, yeah. his entourage is Just, Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's. He's lonelier than Janet Reno. He is one of the loneliest human beings ever. And he doesn't need connection. Whoa, That's why Tom, he's dangerous. You said yeah. human being. That you're jumping a little. Come on. And you're making some accusations yeah. there. All right. I'll back up. I'm See just going to he say he's a lonely water? being. <laughs> Well, thanks for stopping me there, Travis. Yeah. So uh, there was basically what happens is there's a few wealthy people surrounding Chang, the upper echelon of the KMT, and the rest of the country, including nationalists that moved there, were starving in the streets, living in shacks. Just like terrible. Don't worry, everyone. I just have to keep feeding my tubby son. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to be big and strong. This is how you build a country uh, (laughs) poorly. And barely recognized country. Right. 
And Shang, of course, has like multiple villas, like up in the mountains and all this fucking shit that he's doing. He's fine. But like I said, at this point, uh, one of his generals had gone to President Truman and he was like, this guy's crazy. Stop supporting him. Truman is like, all right, we're cutting off all aid to this was even before this in the 40s. He's like, we're cutting off all aid to the KMT. He's staying out of the Chinese Civil War. And um, now. uh, (laughs) Sorry, hold on. Okay, go leave so this like, pause in. Yeah, for the so record. Tru- so Truman might be out, but there were two Americans that weren't going to let nationalist dictators go without U.S. government contracts. You guys guess who those are? Douglas MacArthur. You got it. That's one. Oh, I thought that was Douglas and Arthur. Um, uh, terrible dad jokes. Uh, it didn't even work. George Marshall. Uh. Nope. Joseph McCarthy. Oh, God. yeah, that yeah, that, yeah. That, that adds up. That yeah, guy that really hated those up. red people. Yep. Yeah. So Douglas MacArthur, also known as the American Caesar of Japan, he was basically replaced the emperor of Japan and was living out all of his fantasies of being a dictator. One of our original roasts, um, I think he was in the first top ter- first ten. You know, this guy... Yeah, we could st- probably re-examine him. Yeah, he probably. deserves to be roasted, so... I, th- I think he should be roasted again, but, I mean, he was a guy that staged a beach landing after the battle was done just for a photo op. This guy had yeah. a big head. Um, And the other brave American, Senator Joseph McCarthy, um, and by proxy, one of our other roasts, uh, Roy Cohn, and... Uh, this was the height of the Red Scare, so you can, as, as you can imagine, the way old Joe McCarthy saw it was that Shang was fighting the good fight against the dirty commies, right? So how yeah. do you not support this guy? That makes sense. Now, although Truman didn't like Shang, uh, the Korean War kicked off in 1950, and thanks to the help of J- Douglas MacArthur, Shang was back in the good graces of the U.S. of A. They needed a place to you know, bring their troops to send off to get mowed down in Korea. Yeah. How many people actually died in Korea? It was like 1,500 or something? No, it was a lot. Really? It was like yeah. 20,000. Really? I thought it was like no one. Well, I'm talking about the, the Americans. No, it was a lot. Yeah, um, it was pretty But then it just gets like really overshadowed by Vietnam that everyone just kind of forgot about it. It's nothing. It's like peanuts compared to Vietnam. I mean, well, that was I, a... I also feel like the show MASH just made it seem like Friends... But in war, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, Alan Alda just fixed me up, man. I, I was just in a battle there, and I might oh, have tinnitus wow. now. We are way off. Thirty six thousand dead, peanuts, and a hundred and three thousand wounded. That's nothing. Nothing. That's nearly. That's nearly no one. Well, in between World War Two and Vietnam, it is you know it's the lowest of those three. <laughs> it's yeah. a blink of an eye. You know? <laughs> and World War One. That's a snack. On the 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 uh, dining it's only, card of the world. Yeah, it's two and a half Afghanistans. I think, but we don't even count those people, right? Because we're still recovering, you yeah. know. Yeah. So you know who didn't lose um, thousands of troops? Shang Kai Shek and the ROC. He's they, just chilling, right? 
Well, yeah, they they were like, yeah, you can use our island. That's you know our marvelous vacation island where people are starving in the streets. Just uh, to, be careful. It's martial right, law. Right, martial <laughs> law. Not for you guys. You're American. You don't actually. All the American troops didn't fall under jurisdiction of Taiwan, so they could do whatever <laughs> the fuck they wanted. Um, hmm. But anyway, so he he didn't send any troops, uh, KMT troops to Korea. Um, but uh, there was one battle that Shang did lead, lead during the Korean War. And let's just say it wasn't something that he wanted to be out in international news. Um, so a group of national loyalists that were uh, loyal to, to Shang had not fled to Taiwan, but had fled to Burma. And they formed this little enclave of the Republic of China. Um, but they were a whole lot better off than their nationalist brothers in Taiwan because they decided to become heroin drug lords. <laughs> you know, that's good ingenuity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Why not? I see no problem with this. Yeah. There's a There's a demand. You right. need money. This is good capitalism. Yeah. There's a market to be exploited. Mm -hmm. Let's get in there. Let's, you know, let the free market decide. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually Pfizer buys you out. Yeah. They're, that's what they're, they're looking for a buyout. Yep, yeah. They're looking for the buyout. That's the kind of operation. <laughs> yeah. We're ever growing. Sharks, we are looking for a 40% investment in our heroin firm <laughs> valued at $80 million. I'm the FUBU guy. I'm in. <laughs> what about you, Mark Cuban? I, I don't know what it basketball. is. <laughs> Tell us about uh, these entrepreneuring businessmen. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so Shang leads his drug lord army of... 30,000 men into China during the Korean War. They're not in Korea. They just, you know, in, invade, I guess, from Burma. I don't, they don't really do much. But anyway, I thought it was funny that he's leading drug lords. Um, Were they drug addicts? Because heroin people are useless in a fight. Dude, I, I'm going to say they probably were just, like, sitting there, like, on a couch, just like, <laughs> I mean, the Chinese like their opium, and heroin is just super opium. The big thing about the Korean War was that, for Chiang Kai-shek, was now the U.S. had military bases in Taiwan. And uh, they also saw the fact, I mean, he didn't make this well known, but he's like, oh, you know, the U.S. knew that the, he was, like, funding these drug lords in Burma. And they're like, damn. The U.S. was like, damn, that's a good way to fight some commies. So the U.S. Drugs. Yeah. The U.S. actually sets up one of their first or first major CIA op ops bases in Taipei. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and now, man. In, my, in my opinion, I'm sure you could maybe make the argument that um, maybe this happened in East-West Berlin. But I think you could argue that the Cold War began and was operated out of Taiwan. Um, because the CIA outpost in Taiwan would be the HQ for all sorts of shadow U.S. government operations, like funding drug lords in Burma or uh, separatists in Tibet or fundamentalist Muslims in the Middle East. And actually, when the U.S. Um, in you know join or you know went into Vietnam, they used Taiwan as like the launching off base. 
Yeah, I mean, the first Americans in Vietnam were CIA agents, so this truly is yeah. on tracks. Right. Um, what What was that report like? The report was like, we gotta send troops to Vietnam because American military advisors are dying there, and everyone's like, why are there American military advisors? And like, I don't know, ask the CIA. <laughs> like, oh, wow. There's right. little people crawling out of ant holes here. We gotta bomb this fucking place. We gotta burn this jungle down. I just got dysentery. See, I knew it yeah. was wrong. I didn't know how it got started. I thought it was just like a lot of humbug. Like, ah, this is places. Yeah, yeah, too too communist here. And if you st- if you check their passports, it would say Taiwan right before they entered Vietnam. <laughs> My God. Yeah. So just because Shang wasn't very active in the Korean War didn't mean this Chinese Civil War was over. Shang would constantly do drum beating, saying that someday they will return and reclaim China. Um, He said that until the day he died. Um, And Mao Zedong also wanted to crush Taiwan and Shang for, you know, and bring the, liberate the Taiwanese into the communist revolution, right? So he's using this as like, oh, well, we still have Chinese people that need to be freed of the yoke. Hmm, I wonder if they're still doing that today. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Beats me. Well, there was two major conflicts that happened in the begin- during Chiang Kai-shek's reign that we'll talk about, and they happened in uh, the Taiwan Strait. There's actually three major conflicts, but the third one happened in like the late 90s. It shows you how long this has been going. In the Taiwan on. gay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So the first Taiwan Strait crisis happened in 1954, immediately after the Korean War. Mao started shelling the shit out of this island called Kyu Moi, uh, also an island called Dakin. And uh, this was little more than just a shitty little rock. Uh, there was a military base there. But it was probably about the distance between Long Island to Connecticut from the Chinese mainland, uh, controlled oh, by Shanghai. That's Kai very Shek. close. Yeah, for you West Coasters, that is close as shit. I can see it from my house. Yeah, you can like see people sometimes on the beach if it's a real clear day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so Mao's over there lobbing fucking grenades over. <laughs> what a um, dick. Shang basically, Shanghai Kai-shek basically ordered a bunch of troops to defend the island. And by that, he mean, I mean just, like, send them to the island to get blown up. Because, like, he was like, go defend the island. And, like, they're like, you sure? Like, he's just launching, like, missiles at it. <laughs> no one's there. Yeah. yeah. There's no one there to defend. It's closer to them. <laughs> You've been chopping down every tree left and right. I don't see why we have to protect those ones. Yeah, the Lorax is going to be coming after you next, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But now the U.S. was invested in Taiwan, so they offered some military supplies, and Mao was oh very God. careful not to target any of the U.S. Trip, uh, ships that were just hovering around the Taiwan Strait. He, he's like, don't kill those boys, because we don't want to get involved in that shit. Although a few U.S. They're like off- a real army. Yeah. A that's, few- a, that's a real army. We're not starting a war. We're just picking on nerds yeah. who uh, think they're big boys. Yeah. Although they did fuck up because there were a few, remember we talked about those U.S. advisors, right, CIA agents, that were happened to be on the island while the shelling happened. So I think three U.S. officers were killed. Um, and this was great for Drop Shang. the nukes. 
Yeah, great, great for Shang because with the death of these troops, the U.S. You know, Shang became more in the good graces of the U.S. And they're like, oh, we have to like defend these boys, you know, because the Chinese are killing our men. So the, as I mentioned, <laughs> they uh, they never dropped the name Formosa. The Formosa Resolution of 1955 was signed, which basically was like, if the PLA invades Taiwan, Daddy U.S. government will get involved. Like we got your back. Yeah, we were already daddy at that point, really. Yeah, this is like the start of the classic, like, an American was killed in this hot spot, and it's like, why is no one asking why the American was in the hot spot? <laughs> like, yeah, send in the troops. Yeah. Let's do right. another draft. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, soft dick Truman was out, and now we got big dick Ike building all them roads, and Ike Hell loved yeah. Shang Kai-shek. He's like, this is our boy. Check out this man. He's a military man. He's not good at military, but he's a military man. He likes it. He's cool. He goes to the skate park. He doesn't bring a helmet, and he could barely do a kickflip, yeah. but he's cool. He tried to kiss me when we met, but we got over it. Yeah. <laughs> kiss my wife. <laughs> That's cool. And dur- during Eisenhower, uh, Shang become- became very close buds with Richard Nixon. A boy. Oh. Richard Nixon. Good old dick. Good old dick. This guy gets way too much heat, by the way. Nixon. All he did was say shit. Of all the U.S. presidents, he might have been maybe one of the most fun to get drunk with, but probably the worst human we've he, had. He no, he's done a lot of work with the uh, the national park system. That's true. I forgot he always has. Come on, he has, always has now. weird like the EPA, like all yeah. Nixon. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, he's not the. Like, we're gonna kill every Cambodian we can get our hands on. There was like <laughs> protect the environment. Right, you're doing the the the. The Futurama impression of him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in the, the whole Watergate thing, like, yeah, I, I'm not saying he's great or anything, but, like, none of these people are great. No. They're all shitheads. Yeah. You know, he just kind of got caught in a, a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. They were all having that conversation. Well, true. well, Nixon and Chang were, uh, they became pretty close budge. Nixon visited Taiwan six times. Before eventually become president in 1969, something Whoa. That sh- something that Chang was very stoked about. But we'll come back to when he becomes president. He's like, "Hell yeah, my boy Nixon's president! Fuck yeah!" He used to come over here and fuck lady boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I said, "There's there was three uh, Taiwan Strait crises. The second one happened in 1958. Now this was a lot bigger than the first one." Because, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. They start shelling these islands that no one lives on. I guess the Chinese hadn't taken it. But now, Shang had the full support of the U.S. government. And the U.S. government decided to uh, flex its hard penis by moving their new Matador missiles armed with tactical nukes to Taiwan. (laughs) Like, oh, let's just move these uh, to Taiwan, dog. Sure. Now, Why the hell not? Technically, these uh, we've nukes, got so many. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, these nukes were not at Chang's disposal, but the U.S. were like, "Come on, you can nuke them. Go ahead, nuke them." He's like a he's like a four year old child sitting in the front seat of his parents' car while they're inside buying celery. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he they don't, he doesn't even have the keys. He's just sitting there going, "Yeah, yeah. I'm fuck in the car. Yeah. I can touch the wheel. I can do that." <laughs> 
I can do this with the wheel. I could honk if I want. Vroom, I had that vroom. power. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> now, Shang considered it. He's like, yeah, I could. I, we could hit uh, Shanghai and just fucking blow it off the map. These tactical nukes, nukes by the way, nuke, uh, atomic weapons had uh, developed so much that even though they were tactical, they were the same force as Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That was what was considered tactical. <laughs> I like when they call them battlefield nukes. To, yeah. like they imply that like this will knock out a machine gun nest, and it's like twice the size of the bomb we dropped on Hiroshima. Yeah. It's a battlefield nuke. <laughs> well, they have those crazy tests where they're like literally firing nukes out of a bazooka. <laughs> you know yeah, the Davy like, Crockett. Yeah, what a good name for a nuke. That was a real thing. Launcher. A Davy Crockett can launch out of a the Davy. No, is a Davy Crockett was the name of a nuclear bazooka launcher. That fired like a half a megaton warhead, so it's still really small. Like these ones were really tiny, but it was still a nuke. <laughs> like, yeah. Shout out to Walt Disney, yeah, for probably branding that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Shang considered the nukes. He's like, oh, it's got a cool name. They named it the Matador. I mean, that is a cool name for a missile. He's like, maybe I should nuke Shanghai. I don't know. But then, you know, he thought, he's like, China is my homeland. Like, he never saw the detachment. He's like, I'm, and he refused to nuke his own country. Mao, on Fuck, the other man. hand. I would bomb Huntington the first <laughs> chance I got. <laughs> Mao, on the other hand, was like, Daddy, USSR, I don't have nukes. They have nukes. Please give me nukes. So Mao goes to Moscow, and he says something that freaks out the Soviets. And that's hard to do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They're yeah. real hard to spook at this point. <laughs> I, uh, I told him the truth, and uh, he raised one eyebrow. Yeah. Wait, no. So is this uh, still uh, Papa Joe, or are we up to Nikita? Um, This, I think we're up to Khrushchev now. Okay. Yeah. 1958. Much more reasonable character. Yeah. <laughs> 1958. I think we're up to Khrushchev. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stalin's like 54, 56. Yeah. So Mao says something along the lines to convince the Soviets to give him nukes. He says something like, a nuclear war would, wouldn't even be a scratch in the grand scheme of the universe. <laughs> and they're, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Like, <laughs> like sure. Do you know anything? <laughs> Do on a cosmic scale, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you think Nagasaki was the size of a Burger King? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? So they're like, maybe we shouldn't give this guy Mao Zedong nukes. <laughs> um, now, discounting the fact that Douglas MacArthur... All right, yeah, so Mao's not getting nukes from the Soviet Union. But discounting the fact that Douglas MacArthur wanted to launch nukes on China during the Korean War... This was the first time the world was threatened with a nuclear crisis. So, like, this is the OG missile, like, Cuban Missile Crisis. Where, like, both superpowers mm, okay. were ready to launch nukes at each other. Over, like, shitty, stupid islands off the coast of, like, Shanghai. <laughs> Tough guy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when the standoff was over, Mao was like, I gotta get working on my nuclear weapons program. This is like, Soviets aren't going to give it to me. I just got to figure it out myself. Got to go to Ikea, get the booklet of the guy going, this is the atom. Split it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be weird if the Swedes were the basis of all nuclear destruction on Earth. <laughs> 
instead of yeah. long long game. But fortunately for us, there hasn't really been a lot of those. No. So we're okay. No. So the ch- communist... Oh, am I still here? Yep. You're here. All right, cool. The, uh, so communist China successfully detonated their first nuke in 1964. And Shang was like, all right, they got nukes. Now I I need nukes. Because remember, these Matador missiles weren't like his nukes. They were the U.S. nukes. Problem was, 1964, Kennedy, I mean, he's out of the picture, but he wasn't a big fan of Shang. Neither was Lyndon B. Johnson, although they were still supplying Taiwan and using it as a CIA outpost and a base for the Vietnam War. They were like, we're not giving Chiang Kai-shek nukes. We're not giving him nukes. He's literally a drug dealer. Like, they're just, all right, we're dealing, we're, we have to interface with this man. Yeah. We're not spending time with him. If he asks us to sit down and play Parcheesi, we're not going to do that. <laughs> That's not a good idea, but we're here. I'm picturing Shang asking LBJ for nukes and LBJ being like, if you have a bigger dick than mine, you can get nukes. Well, you know, Shang, out. you know Shang yeah. will lose. Come on. <laughs> well, most people will lose <laughs> well, to LBJ. That's true. LBJ is a big man. <laughs> yeah. He's like a ukulele. What, what was his nickname? Have you heard he you know he had a nickname for his penis? I remember hearing I can't about remember that. what he called it. I don't but know. He constantly would whip it out at meetings. It was like the constable. <laughs> No, I, don't, I remember hearing about it. I don't yeah. think that, that was it, but something along those lines. Yeah, I think Lyndon B. Johnson was a, uh, you know, he was. Uh, he's quite the character. Yeah, he's a a sour man. We shouldn't. Yeah. Even, uh, we shouldn't even be talking about him. He's me too. Oh, oh, what did he do? Did he incident someone? He took out his pee pee somewhere. Oh. Always. Yeah, always. <laughs> and always. He just, yeah. It was always out, but yeah. just not not even as a joke. No, or, campaigning. He just had it out. Yeah. Louis for president. Yeah, Louis C.K. He's hanging Don <laughs> everywhere he went. Well, what Actually, we need... no, he's a Mexican citizen. Yeah, what we need is Biden to run again with Louis C.K. as his VP. Biden dies just like how Kennedy dies, except Biden just dies because he's old. He's, and then... Yeah, he's, he's going to be in Dallas and get yeah. winded over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Shang is like, if the U.S. aren't going to give me the nukes, I have to start my own secret nuclear weapons program away from the prying eyes of the u.s not very smart because the island literally is yeah. the main hq for the cia <laughs> on my eight square mile island that is half owned by the cia yeah. this could be like the the radioactive boy scout like yeah. that kind of thing yeah what are you, what are you taking all the the radioactive shit out of our fire detectors for kid yeah what are you doing <laughs> Um, so, uh, it was pretty easy for the CIA to turn already corrupt Kuomintang politicians. Um, and even the scientists were approached by CIA agents. Most of them received physics degrees in the U.S. to get nukes programs, uh, to, to work on the nukes program. And there was more than one account where Taiwanese scientists were literally trying to be money potted by the CIA who was using hot blondes and bikinis to be like, oh, you want to tell us stuff? (laughs) You're a physicist? Oh, my God. Tell me more about fission. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Could you imagine if the CIA just gets all these scientists 
to just do nothing all day. <laughs> like just play solitaire or whatever, yeah. or just like, yeah, just pour some liquid back and forth into two beakers. You know, that'll yeah. be your. So when yeah. Shanghai Check comes in, he has no idea. But you're just like, you do whatever, really. <laughs> Go crazy. We'll have an intercom system to let you know when he's coming down the hallway. And Shanghai Shek comes in and goes, ah, oh, Legos. Very interesting. Inter- interestingly enough, the um, father of Taiwan's nuclear program was the same guy who set up Israel's nuclear program. So, like, he was just this random Jewish uh, <laughs> physicist that just came over to Taiwan and, like, started helping them. And they have, like, a shrine for him. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah. It's the best Jew in the East. But but also, also fucking Continue. Taiwan was like buddies with all the Arab people that wanted to nuke Israel off the map. So it was a very good Israel. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, how are they going to bring in enriched uranium? <laughs> like that's, that's like the hardest part of making nuclear weapons. They didn't get there. <laughs> they're just they're building all the oh. the trucks first. They're starting for the the transport. Oh, so go we over. need lots of lead. Yeah. <laughs> so so interesting. That's uh, funny that you asked that. Their nukes program was basically just a like computer simulations, but also the U.S. <laughs> the U.S. wouldn't sell them supercomputers because they were like, oh, we shouldn't give them supercomputers. So they had to sneak supercomputers into the country. To run simulations about their <laughs> theoretical nukes that they were building. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. Uh, sneaking a supercomputer at the time—that's the size of a of a pretty much a whole it's the, trailer. It's park. the size of the boat. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sneaking. Hmm. Yeah. Sneaking king. I'm just imagining them like trying to threaten the Chinese embassy and like just sending them lines of code and being like, "Isn't this fucking scary? Aren't you scared now?" <laughs> Yeah. This is just a hello world. <laughs> this is Clippy. This is the literally the code. <laughs> Don't even Clippy. have an end bracket. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we we took your code and we compiled it and we had an error. <laughs> so uh, you should uh, contact Stack Overflow. We got a we got a four oh four here. <laughs> cool, cool guys. Yeah, I wish we still had uh, Donald of China around. Uh, I miss China Don. Uh, yeah. We gotta open up that restaurant. China Don. Yeah. You, it's like half Outback, half local Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> An Outback um, Panda Express fusion. Yeah. What is yeah. like... Um, what is like fancy Australian food? Do they just like do they do American cuisine but like better and with weird berries we don't have? Their fancy stuff? Yeah. No, it's more like I think their fancy stuff is more like South Asian Thai Thai food. Oh yeah, I forget they're over there. Yeah, they're right next to it. So yeah. Like that's like they're always well, eating Thai food. The mm. the big ones uh, like weird meats and barbecue, like eating fucking marsupials and shit. Kangaroo. Yeah, yeah dude. It's cool. Have some kanga. I would eat some kanga. Oh, I'd I that's when I inevitably go to Australia because uh-huh. I know I'm gonna be going. I'm gonna definitely eat some kangaroo. Dude, oh, shoot yeah. one. Just you gotta kill it yourself. Yeah, dude, with a dude, knife. I'm, I'm oh eat, my god. <laughs> I'm gonna eat spiders. I'm gonna eat kangaroos, koala bears, dingoes. Dude, you're full drop of shit. bears. You're not gonna eat spiders. I know you. I'd eat a spider if it's dead and prepared <laughs> for me. <laughs> Someone else kills it. Yeah, I'm not going near it until it stops moving. Okay. 
speaking of spiders, let's talk about the Republic of China's economy. <laughs> we'll leave in that weird segue from our yeah. break. Yeah. yeah, just leave it in there. Yeah. So I feel like I'm. I feel like we're old enough where like we remember like the trope of like made in Taiwan. You know, like you'd see things and it was like cheap plastic shit, like Happy Meal garbage. Yeah, it was made in Taiwan. Uh huh. Um, it's probably even before our time a little bit, like maybe like Gen Xers are probably more familiar with the made in, in Taiwan thing. Um, nowadays, Taiwan is like a tech mecca, kind of like Korea, right? They, they mainly do computer programming shit and big tech stuff. Um, but like Japan and Germany, Taiwan made a complete 1080 of their economy in the 1960s with Chiang Kai-shek. Um, the infusion of U.S. military, cheap labor, and the fact that Chang had not officially forgiven, but was like, all right, we, uh, we'll do deals with the Japanese. They hate the, the communist Chinese just as much as we do. Cool. Um, Progress. This, yeah. yeah. This injected a lot of business into their economy. Uh, and a lot of U.S. businesses were like, oh, shit, there's cheap labor, labor over there. Let's go. Yeah, and Japan loves cheap shit too. Like if uh, that old enough show I was telling yeah, I was, you, I was that just popped in my head. I was that, like, yeah, send a little child to do it. If you look at the the interior of these houses, they're just filled with tchotchkes and garbage. <laughs> like it's not like the inside of the houses are very different than the outside, which is nice, beautiful. Look at this architecture; it's neat, it's charming. And inside is just like you have five rice cookers, <laughs> um, some yeah. plastic lemons. The phone is hanging off the wall by a by a coat hanger do they ever say in old enough like hey sweetie go buy me an onion and another sh like tchotchke <laughs> yeah they're just like make sure you bring one of these back because they have these bring weird another music box <laughs> they have weird spiritual things that tie into that too like amulets and things like that that mm. they'll drop off at graves and at um <laughs> some some spiritual site with a uh, a god who's going to protect you walking through <laughs> the forest i'm not making this up yeah well like, I mean, yeah I'm just go pick up an amulet <laughs> yeah I mean, fucking, I, I'm an amulet. I'm a really clumsy guy. I feel like if I ever went to China, I'd be walking through all of their or Japan. I'd be walking through all of their paper walls <laughs> and China, too. <laughs> you know, that was it. Like that. That's the beginning of the kaiju stuff. They invited an American some writer over there invited an yeah. American friend over who just kept busting through all the walls. And he was like, you know, this would be sick because you just get a lizard doing that. Yeah. Walking around <laughs> yeah. Godzilla style. <laughs> There you go. Go Jiris. So one of one of these American companies was the toy making company called Mattel, who opened up a plant <laughs> on in Taiwan. And during the 1960s and 70s, the Mattel plant created 50,000 Barbies per day in Taiwan. <laughs> it's weird. They're probably looking at that and going, what are these things on her chest? <laughs> we don't have these around here. <laughs> Um, there was so much work that Shang instated a policy called the Living Room Factory, uh, where single women were contracted out by these companies like Mattel as at-home laborers. And, of course, they're single women because married women have other work to do. Look out for the chillings. Yeah. Um, so these women yeah. would be sitting on their well, couch. Was there, was there another option for, like, I, I, the I hate my husband yeah. Uh, sign off. You can do. And just no, like, I'm married, law. but martial yeah. law. Martial yeah. law. In the home, so, martial law. 
Yeah, these these women would be sitting on their couches assembling Barbies, uh, eating, you know, or other cheap American trash, eating their prawn chips, you know, and building the Taiwanese economy. Nice. Good for them. Yeah. Now, remember I said we were going to circle back to Tricky Dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Chang's BFF, Tricky Dick. You look scared little- now. You froze, and it looks scared, but I'm <laughs> keeping it in. So Continue. Yeah, so Chang's BFF, Tricky Dick, was elected as the president of the United States in 1969. And at this point, Chang is 82 years old and was still president. Now... As an American, we are going to find out what it's like to have a president in our in his eighties next year. That's probably you not the best idea. Wait, yeah, I think yeah. it's a. I think when it comes to relating to the future, um, there's nothing better than an old retard. Yeah, no one's more ahead of the curve than the septuagenarians. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Most eighty-year-olds are falling apart. They have antiquated values and usually don't know where the hell they are. Um, oh, so you've seen I th- that. Yeah, I think Shang was maybe more mentally aware than, say, Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But let's just say he was slowing down. He wasn't as sharp militarily. Uh, he wasn't that firebrand, right? Um, he, was, he, he was never these things. Yeah, well, yeah, he was never militarily <laughs> smart, but he was always passionate, right? He's always like, we're okay. going back, right? He, always, he lost some of his zip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This motherfucker, he is the kind of guy who spent his entire life bowling and never bowled over a 170. <laughs> yeah, try hard. Try hard. Like, <laughs> really fucking hard. Come on, man. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and he stuck with that 80-year-old. You know, he would eventually, when they asked him, they're like, oh, Shang, what's the future of Taiwan? He's like, one day we're going back to China. And that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Were those his last words on his deathbed? And then he went back to China in his brain? Uh, yeah, probably. In the Matrix? We're doing it, guys. We're mm-hmm. doing it. Oh, no. They, they t- t- plugged him into the supercomputer the size of a semi-truck, and he entered the Matrix. <laughs> Matrix. He got to, to nuke China. He rode the nuke back, like in yeah. Strange Love. <laughs> you know, we got these brilliant supercomputers, and we chose one person yeah. to preserve their memories and their their uh everything about them their persona we chose the wrong guy we knew that right away as he passed away mm-hmm. into the machine <laughs> so shang was super stoked that nixon got in they were kind of two peas in the pod right they both thought the countercultures were a bunch of ge- degenerates which they were they were both uh militarists you know they loved and they loved corruption right they love corruption it's great you know sh- yeah it's my back shang also like to eat pineapple with cottage cheese Ew, really? Nixon was into that? That was his lunch every day. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Now, right. now how cool is he? Yeah, I take it back. I that's take my rent back. That's also the most like cigarette lunch of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well put. Um, so Shang was like, sweet, now we got dick in. I'm going to get some sweet dick in from the U.S. We're going to fucking get our reach around. We're going to invade China. This is it. We're going to bring China back. And all of a sudden, he gets cock-blocked by Kissinger. A little Kissinger cock-block. <laughs> so Henry, Kissy. Yeah, Henry Kissinger, a uh, man that we will one day roast. Uh, maybe soon. He's 98 years Hopefully. old. Yeah, he's eight year, 18 he years may older. He outlive us all. Yeah, to give us perspective, he's only 18 years older than Joe Biden. 
um, but <laughs> Henry, yeah, Henry Henry uh, Kissinger was Nixon's national security advisor, and he had he had very different plans for Taiwan. He liked to call it the two Chinas, something that both Shang and Mao hated that term, the two Chinas, because in their mind, there's one China. So, yeah, it was just, and it wasn't the other one. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like what you call twins when you yeah. don't want to like, eh, it's funny. <laughs> I love Sorry. you both equally, uh-huh. even though one of you is addicted to opiates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Like that's it is a little disrespectful, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, like I, I used to say the term the two Chinas, but I was referring to Japan and China, <laughs> and Korea, and Korea, <laughs> and, and Vietnam. So and those are the two Chinas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I brought. Yeah. Uh, you can't per- forget about the Philippines. Come on. Well. They're, That's Spanish they're, China. They're Spanish one China. in the array <laughs> of the two Chinas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so th- these episodes have all been about Chiang Kai-shek and the nationalist Chinese. Like, it's been from that perspective. We haven't touched on the crazy dictatorial death camps and the shit that Mao Zedong has been doing this entire time. Uh, so Great leap uh, forward. Yeah, that the great leap forward. Uh, what was it? The the hundred flowers. That was another weird thing he did, where you could oh, write. Oh yeah, then like you the hundred pests, the hundred yeah. pest campaign too. They had a war on sparrows. They decided to kill all of the sparrows, and then like lotus like took over all their crops. Oh man, it's <laughs> one of the biggest like backfires in human history. Yeah. It's like a fucking Doctor Seuss book. Well, because they're like, all right. The insects are we no the sparrows are eating some of the seeds. So let's kill every sparrow we can find. Only to find out that the sparrows were eating the insects that eat all the seeds. And so then there was famine across the continent. <sighs> right. So you know what? they deserved it. Yeah. Continue. We have we have a whole smooth brain saga on Mao Zedong, but for whatever reason, Ki- Henry Kissinger was giving lip service to Taiwan that oh yeah, the US totally supports you while secretly going to what was supposed to be the Americans' mortal enemy, the communists in China, being like, oh, yeah, we're going to, like, open up trade. We, we love you guys. You know, we, great. You guys have great food, dude. I've had an egg roll. It's great. I'm a German man. I love egg rolls. That's actually our national dish in Germany, <laughs> egg rolls. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, as we all know, or, you know, if you don't know, Nixon opened up relations, trade relations, and sort of tourism with China um, during his term in the 70s. That turned out great for us. Yeah, he definitely sold out our futures in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Now, this was a complete shock to Chiang Kai-shek and the Taiwanese, who, again, Nixon and... Kissinger were both like, no, don't worry. You you guys come first. You guys come first. And all of a sudden they turn around like, oh, we're BFFs with Mao, dude. Best. Besties. Dicky. Dicky, what happened? Yeah. I thought we were friends, Dicky. Dicky, I made come for you. Look at the come <laughs> I made. I thought I thought we would we were gonna combine come later. Pud- look at my pudding. I thought the two of us were gonna put come together. <laughs> now I don't want to do that, but I already made my come. <laughs> So Kissinger, 
Kissinger took this a step further, um, and even though he said there's two Chinas, the U.S. internationally recognized the People's Republic of China. This is why it gets confusing, because there's a Republic of China that's Taiwan, and the People's Republic of China, which is the commies. So they rec internationally recognized the communists, Mao Zedong, as the real China, all while telling the Taiwanese, like, oh, we might as well, like, we did recognize them as a real country, but don't worry, we still got you, dog. Like, we're not going to move worry, our you bases. Guys, you guys can still participate in the Little League World Series, all right? Maybe not the Olympics, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we're going to call you China. Come to Williamsport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe the Little League, we got you. Maybe not the UN, because Kissinger, <laughs> Kissinger and the UN forcibly removed Chiang Kai-shek's representatives that were sitting in the UN. Um... And with a uh, uh, muffled dick of, like, China in their mouth going, like, Taiwan does not fit as a representation of a real country. It's the territory of the People's Republic of China. So They were on the Security Council, right? Yeah, they were. Like, little little Taiwan was on the Security Council. Yep. <laughs> they had no idea what they were doing. No. So like, they, who's talking to these guys? They didn't speak English. Yeah, Kissinger and the UN kicked... Taiwan out, and now and now Taiwan, they're not even recognized as a country, and that's how it is today, still. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? It's, it's I don't... Do I care? Should I care about this? Uh, the only reason you might want to care is it's the only other, like, possible nuclear flashpoint that we have, but really, you don't need to care. I don't care, then. Yeah. No. Oh, them and, nuclear them and shit. That's yeah. all fake. Yeah, them in Pakistan. Just computer games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Pakistan and India is always the the closest to being hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean they're over there. Yeah, just that'd there. be a local exchange though. Yeah, you guys stay over there and keep muddying the well. Maybe we'll bring some of our trade back for once. Well, okay. So to make matters worse, the fact that China was now open for trade um, meant that Taiwan's cheap labor was now not the cheapest labor. It was China because uh, you know Kissinger. And Nixon, how they're like, we hate fucking commies. But they are capitalists at the end of the day. And what capitalists do, they exploit workers and try to get the cheapest labor possible, even if that labor is Chinese communists uh, working at a collective yeah. rate. You know, that's a lot cheaper than any capitalist country could provide. So the U.S. basically is like a leech kind of sucking off of this yeah. collective labor market. Um, free market, baby. I like to say uh, a leech. I mean, more like royalty on this blue planet of ours. <laughs> Just taken from the little guys, as we should. All I'm right. in. So I love being American. Shit's yeah. tight. Yeah, let's give Shang a final suck my dick goodbye time. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, is this the new one? Is this a? Uh, are we gonna do? Ask me questions. I hated that we did. No, that. we're not doing that. Is hated su that. suck my cock. <laughs> so much. Suck my cock anal time. We're gonna talk about the last dick that he sucked, and guess what? It was his own. And that's Bam! What killed him because he was eighty and he was bending over too far. Yeah, he was just <laughs> like, oh, I dropped a piece of rice on my lap. Suck it off. Oh no, it's my penis. <laughs> So it's been a wild ride through the birth of modern China from the nationalist perspective. Um, but all things come to an end. I would say all good things come to an end, but uh, Shang was pretty much a cock splash. That's, that's all he was. Terrible things. <laughs> wow. 
Um, yeah, he didn't seem good. No. Yeah. By 1975, Shang was 87 years old, and he was a hot mess, to be sure. We learned in one of the past episodes that he had false teeth. Well, his gums were rotting out of his mouth. Like, he had no teeth. His gums were just inflamed and rotting. Gross. Um, He had heart problems. Uh, He had, like, multiple surgeries with his heart. He had pneumonia. Um, And he slipped in and out of comas. Uh, towards the end of his life where he'd wake and then he'd wake up out of this coma and then like weekend at Bernie's himself and like talk to the Taiwanese about how we're going back. I just was asleep for six months, but we're going back. I'm stronger than ever. <laughs> how are the nukes coming? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Sir, that's not a nuke. That's Clippy. You just wrote the code for Clippy. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I'll see you in August. <laughs> So yeah, he's a mess right now. He's <laughs> w- w- how old is he right now? He's uh, 87. 87, oh, 1975. God. He's not even listening to the Zep. No. Because yeah. he's beyond being hip. You know, maybe if he was in his 60s, he would have caught it. But yeah. Nope. None so, of that. So, uh, you know, he almost became more than just a politician. He was nearly a god to most people in Taiwan. And I mean most people, except for journalists, natives, anyone that disagreed with any of his policies. <laughs> so, you know, they but they deified him, right? There are statues so, so of this guy. You're, you're talking about like 45 people with the same haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Chiang Kai-shek went into cardiac arrest April 5th, 1975. Uh, his heart stopped. And the nurse that was with him gave him the good old Pulp Fiction needle to the heart. Sick. And they got it beaten again. And they called Shang's wife, Mei Ling, to come home. She was on the other side of town in Taipei. Uh, probably, you know, find it, making eloping with that uh, U.S. senator or whoever she was sleeping with. <laughs> She's old as hell now, too. Yeah, but old people love to have sex. They all have fucking herpes and shit, like in their old homes. It's true. Is it? Yeah. That's real? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Um, SCD is a real problem in the senior community. Yeah. I figured once I got like 70, I was just going to like get circumcised again. <laughs> just a little, <laughs> little longer this time. Yeah, so I'm going to lose some weight down there. So they, they, yeah, they, they send over Mei Ling. She comes rushing back. And just as Mei Ling's coming in, Shang's heart stops again. So they hit him with another needle. They really want to keep God. this guy alive. He's Boom. 89. Let the man die. Right. You should have been killing him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's alive for another hour. And then his heart stops again. And the nurse starts prepping another needle. And Mei Ling grabs his hand and says, just stop. <laughs> wow. And with That's that. great. It was That's probably beautiful. the most agonizing hour of his entire life. Right? He's having <laughs> adrenaline moment. to the heart over and over and over again. <laughs> Let me die. Yeah. <laughs> we saved him. Thank God. Why? End it, please. <laughs> and with that, Chiang Kai-shek was dead. And uh, as I mentioned, his son took over as the party leader of the KMT. Um, and April 5th became Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Day in Taiwan. That is well. until 2007 when it was disestablished. <laughs> a national so, when he was canceled well yeah by the so, woke mob <laughs> so over the past few decades a lot of taiwanese have 
called to remove statues of Chiang Kai-shek um, because they, you know, it's come to light that he's been responsible for millions of deaths and persecution. And people, Taiwanese, see that time of the KMT as a complete mock- mockery of democracy. And while, um, and now Taiwan is far more democratic. In fact, it's a pretty sweet place to live. They have an amazing health care there that we don't have because we suck. Um, and you can live there as long as you're not afraid of being wiped off the map by the People's Republic of China. Um, but uh, also the Taiwanese have reevaluated their goals uh, and they're like, hey, we don't want to retake China anymore. Like, we get it. We're Taiwanese. We just want to be recognized as an independent country. Whereas mm. communist China is still hungry to reclaim the land that they see as theirs. And that's Shanghai they Shanghai. should, dude. That that. Thank you for the research. Excellent but, work. But they should go full Puerto Rican instead of like <laughs> trying to be separate. Just like call it what it is, and then have their Taiwan flags on. Like move to China, send a bunch of them to China, and just have like the Taiwan Day Parade. Just like build the Bronx in Beijing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. Puerto Ricans party like motherfuckers. Yeah. Just do that and be do like, you, we're not even. We don't even want to be our own country. Have, have we're you, just going to be here, and we know where we're from, country or not. It rules. Look, yeah. look, you know and you'll how, come there on vacation. Yes, <laughs> you know how like the U.S. built the interstate in Puerto Rico, and I mean, look at our fucking interstate system. There's a piece of shit's got potholes. China, have you seen their map of like their high speed rail that they've built over the past fifteen years? Yeah, it like it insane. like yeah, it like started in like just Shanghai and like or like just like Beijing and now it like literally connects the entire country with high speed rail. Yeah. It's like 1860s level rail like track laying. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean they don't they don't have any concern for like their culture is uh, an abomination. To They're using the human... same labor practices we used, just Chinese labor. Yeah, but they <laughs> keep using them and yeah. it's like the internet's still around and we're still just like us fine. Look, Who cares? I'm just Whatever. saying I'm just saying the reason why we don't have high speed rail in like around New York is because they don't want to knock down Joey's fucking deli uh to build the fucking high speed rail. I don't want to knock, knock down fucking... Joey's deli either. Yeah, knock it down. I want high speed rail, dog. For the people. No, no, knock dude, down the dude, interstates th- and put in rails. This place sucks enough. Yeah. You start knocking down the cool things we have, which are few and far between, because those are the first things to go, because it's not a bank. Yeah. Dude, the get only rid of the, cool thing get rid of the car infrastructure. No, the train only, cool, supremacy. only cool thing we have is Walmart, dude. You get everything you need with Walmart <laughs> and fucking and Amazon. You don't even have to leave your house anymore, dude. This is why I'm moving to Savannah. I just want Walmarts, and I want to look at monster trucks. This is, like, new, we're, we're really on a tangent here because we're supposed to be talking about Taiwan. <laughs> we ended up in New York talking about Joey's Deli. Well, they're an Shout inspiration to, him. to us all, the yeah. Taiwanese. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out over there. Best butter rolls in Brooklyn. <laughs> but, look, anyway. maybe we should be more like them. Yeah. Travis, this was great. This was a, a lot of history to digest. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I should probably give you a, like a bibliography during this section. Uh, I feel bad when we don't do that, but I had multiple multiple books, and also big shout out to the podcast Formosa Files, which <laughs> just does the history of Taiwan. I listened to a bunch of their episodes. That was where it came 
Uh, I got the whole Barbie history fact from them. Nice. Um, yeah, they're they're actually from Taiwan. It's like an English guy and an American guy who I think was born there, but has an American accent. But anyway, it's a cool oh, so podcast. A CIA, CIA agent it's, from birth. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, cool nice. little podcast. They do like the entire history. They talk about like the Dutch when they came into Formosa and all that stuff. Cool. I listened to uh, a podcast too. It's Bruce Springsteen and Obama. And what they do no is, is what? that they have a good time and break it down for what it is. Ah, uh, hell yeah! Let's uh, all listen together. Yeah, no, listen to Formosa Files. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if <laughs> that's the new Guantanamo Bay. I also Bruce I, Springsteen talking to Obama. <laughs> so I use two main sources. There's not a lot of books on Chiang Kai-shek, but one of the sources I was listening. It was an audio book. And I listened through the entire thing, and it just, like, stopped in 1950. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like, the book was published in 1955. I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not getting into that story. <laughs> Shit. So. This is why don't do biographies of people until they're dead. Yeah. I hate that. People yeah. do book tours, autobiog- autobiography. Get the fuck out of here. Stupid. And it's about, yeah. like, the dumbest people. It's like, uh, it's like, oh, my God, let me see Kim Kardashian's about she did it. The biography. Oh, oh, the actually the one I read for Frank Sinatra that came out before he died, yeah. and that his family said killed him because <laughs> I forget the author, but I think it's a woman. Uh, it, it's called His Way. That book specifically that was like five hundred pages, and it was just go listen to those episodes. It's insane. The fact that this man is like, oh yeah, it's great, you know. He yeah, like Frankie. The amount of people that he just fucked over, and like how much of a baby he was. He was like a cartoon baby. <laughs> I mean, this was the Chinese baby, Shang Kai Shek. Right, exactly. So I keep, yeah. I keep pulling it over here because yeah. I'm getting tired and I'm losing track. But all right, well, Travis, thank you for all this research. Hell yeah! Teaching us of the two Chinas. Oh wait, one China. One China. <laughs> the two Chinas: Japan, China, Taiwan, <laughs> North and South Korea, Central Korea, yeah. Mongolia, Burma. Yo, you ever hear that China that does the throat singing? Like it's metal, but they play with yak instruments. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit. the beautiful. Who? That band rocks. Yeah, that's them. They talk about mountain goats. Yeah. So all their all their lyrics about fucking mountain goats. Take so, that home. So next week we will not be in China. For those of you uh, anti-Sino racists or Sino racists <laughs> out there, so maybe Mike will come back. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, you know he's going to be back. China. He he was he saw rich crazy Asians and he that's when he decided to break his knee. He saw that movie. And he was <laughs> like, I'm just going to snap it. Uh, you know what? You said. Crazy Rich Asians, I think it's time to break this off. Yeah. Go to Rose Mortem, uh, oh, patreon.com slash Rose Mortem cast. Give us your money. Give us your yen. Give us your your uh, Chinese e-coin, yeah. whatever you have. Yeah. Um, Give us an enriched uranium. Yes. Yeah. Travis, thanks for doing the research, man. You're welcome. Next week I will have a computer program on how to use nukes. Yes. Awesome. Can't wait. You probably don't. All right. Night. night. Good night, boys. Bye. See you. And ladies, bro. I was talking to you boys, but you know what I'm saying. Peace. You boy. <laughs> <laughs>